All roads and airports are officially closed. This one is not gonna let up. A group of college friends... That sucks. Everyone should be home for Christmas. ...are about to discover... Lauren, we're opening up presents. Why don't you open the present we got you? Their house... I got it. ...is his home. All is calm. All is bright. Don't you have lots of toys to deliver to good little boys and girls? You are listening to a guide to sequel and remix. I'm Marquis Mike. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! 2024! Yeah. Tried something new? It didn't throw you off. Because you're a pro. I dropped the number. Oh, yeah. 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 So, here we are. There it is. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We didn't dare. We didn't number the episode. But we have dated this episode. Now you know it's at the start of a of a year. Of a year. But you don't know a year. I did already say the year though. Oh, twenty twenty four. Yeah. 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 The double double baker does. Have you written any checks yet? Where you still wrote twenty twenty three on accident? I don't think I wrote a check in twenty twenty three. I was cleaning out my car today, and I, you know, so I took the change out of the little change holder, and I vacuumed that out, and then so I took the pennies and I put the pennies in a penny jar, and I was like, okay, here's like. I got like 80 cents. I'm going to put this back in my car. But I couldn't find like a good... I wanted to put them in a container because that... It always gets really dirty. And I was like, I want to keep that a little cleaner. So I'm trying to find a container. And I was like... I, just, I was just walking around my house with a handful of change. I go, what am I ever going to use this change? I just... I threw it in the jar. Jar too. <laughs> I was waiting for you. threw it in the... No, I was like... <laughs> threw it in the trash. It's... It's, it's cashless. It's cashless now. I, like, I don't need... Like, I was like, oh, I'll be downtown. I'll go to meter. I was like, they all have that... Yeah, parking line. meters are all like you don't have to have coins with parking meters anymore. Yeah, so I, I just I put it in the jar with the pennies. I'm like, one day I will uh, roll all those. I'll go deposit them. But then there will come a time when it will be the last time I do that because I won't even have enough change to fill mm. a change jar. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. still I'm still a cash guy. So you still, still, still use, use cash? Okay. I still use cash, so I still accumulate a lot of change. Uh-huh. And I do use it for parking. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I got that. I got that. Go fill my pockets with some quarters because I got them. Yeah, but but I also like, well, if I don't have time to go wrangle up some chains. I will go wireless pay. Yeah, the parking meter. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll start the collection again. Right. There'll be time. Well, I'll have a five on me. I'll go through a fat drive-through for a coffee or a soda, and I'll get some money back. That's, that's that change will go right back into that thing, and then. It'll be there when I need it. But right now, if I if I have to park tomorrow, I got to go cashless. See, I, that's my thing. I always like having a little walking around cash for my coffee stops. Yeah. When I'm when I'm working because I work downtown. I was usually every almost every day I'll run over grab a cup of coffee oh, or something man. and just get out of the office and tap pay. That's, that's revolutionized. I I enjoy the tap pay. I yeah, do, but yeah, some hit the tap. It is funny though because I can tell we are definitely going that way. Like when I break out. You know, a ten dollar bill. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, the people working are like, "Oh, cash, shit." And yeah. then there was one guy at, right at, this way, Your Majesty. One guy at a at a coffee shop. He literally could not count money. Like he would like have to sit there and think, like, "Okay, like, dude, come on." Yeah. I I mean, I had it in like before I had the money. I knew what kind of change I was getting back, oh, and, man, yeah. and it's like, "You got to think about this, really?" Yeah. That's that's a, a lost art. I used to work a drive-through window in fast food back in high school. King of counting out change. You you want you want to throw me twenty dollars and and two pennies for something that costs you know 
1885 or, or yeah, 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 I don't, I don't know. Boom, dollar fifteen, right back at yeah. you. Uh, no calculator needed. There's one on the side if I if in case, but I was like, I don't know, I'm not touching that. No, don't need it now. Yeah, these, these poor souls, it'd, it'd be lost. They would just hand you the food for free. <laughs> they say, just take it. It's yeah. on me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, new year, new us. What are you watch it? Oh, man. I'm bummed my list is gone. Yeah. But it's probably okay. We're also dating this, so this is this is the day all our, all our listeners know. Letterbox went down. Letterbox went down. Yeah. Letterbox was hacked. Um... But it's actually probably good because my list was long and I think yours was probably pretty long, yeah. so it would probably extend this show a bit. Right. Um, so let me just try to hit you with the highlights. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what did you What did you like? So I did, okay, I did some of my uh, Christmas classics. Sure. Home Alone, Cash. Home Alone 2, Cash. Best Santa, Cash. Um, I was sick, so I watched um, one of my sick classics. I watched The Goonies, Cash. I watched Star Wars, Cash. Um, and then I hit some, we watched some new movies. I watched the Barbie movie, Mm -hmm. Trash. I watched the new movie on Netflix, Rebel Moon, Trash. I watched The Creator, Trash. Um, to fix my sci-fi need, which was destroyed by those movies, I watched Edge of Tomorrow. Uh Uh-huh. Cash. Um, I watched a Clint Eastwood movie called um, Lightfoot and Thunderbolt. It's like a seventies movie, bank robbing, bank robber movie. Him and Jeff Bridges. Cash. And um, I'm starting to run out of my memory. Oh, I watched another movie called Uncle Frank. I believe it was a Amazon Prime. Exclusive original, like a twenty twenty movie. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a trash rating because it was. It's just like a nothing movie. Uh, yeah, those are probably my highlights that I can remember right now. Yeah. Okay. Just real quick. Just yeah. Like, I blew. Just blew through them real quick. It's quick and dirty. You know. Uh... Oh, okay. Man, see. Okay. Luckily, so I got in, a lot of what I watched were 2023 releases. I like to get my big list of 2023 movies I saw in the year 2023. That ball's dropping. I say, hey, here's my list. You need a movie tonight? Oh, can I have one more? Yeah. I watched The Holdovers, Cash. Yeah. Uh, Just remembered that one. <laughs> yeah. That movie was awesome. So, I was like, Letterbox is down. I took a screenshot of my 2023 nice. list. So now I'm going through it. Like, does any of this jog my memory of seeing it recently? And there were some things. Oh, yeah, boom. Yeah, glad I did because there's some movies I absolutely would have forgot about, but now I remember. So, <clears throat> watch holiday movies. Some of them you don't need to hear about. It's the ones we've talked about to death. I don't think I've watched anything new. So, yeah. Uh,. Christmas Vacation, watched it, Bad Santa. I can't remember what my third one was, but they were all good. Yeah. I picked only good ones. I did not watch a lot of Christmas movies this year, but I was like, I'm just going to watch the ones I know I like. Uh, okay, so I'm going to... So here are some movies I saw, and I'll just um, I'll just do them in the order in which the list is created. So this is uh, least enjoyed to most enjoyed. 
I'm going to say all these were cat. All these were pretty enjoyable, though. Um, Super Mario Brother movie. I liked it. I thought that was pretty good. It's not... It didn't cross the line of, like... It didn't... It was a very good kids movie that didn't cross the line into, like, I would just watch this myself. Um, but, you know, it's fun. Uh, I played Mario before, so... I get the references. Um, okay, these were all... Oh, this was on Hulu. This is Cash. I actually really enjoyed this. I think I think if you take one more recommendation from this, this is the one you take. Maggie Moores, starring John Hamm as a uh, small-town police chief who has to solve the murders of two different... Two women who have the same name. Maggie Moore, and it's that a sounds awesome. Yeah, it's a uh, it's listed as a crime comedy. It's but comedy. It was co- crime comedy in, in like a Fargo kind of comedy way, but uh, which is interesting because John Hamm plays a sheriff in the new season of Fargo. That was a lot of the reviews were just like <laughs> a lot of the reviews were like this was good, but this is like a less good version of Fargo. I was like, well, I'm not watching Fargo, so this is good for me then. <laughs> Like, our two, our three star reviews are not the same. Uh, but I, I did like it. It was, uh, yeah. It sounds cool. I love a good m- murder mystery. And John Hamm's great. Yeah, and he, he plays a great cop. He looks like a cop. He does look like a cop. Uh, okay, and then, uh, okay, what else is new? Oh, um, Anatomy of a Fall. This is, this is a French movie. About 30% of it's in English. But this was cash. This is a great courtroom drama. It, it, uh, a man dies. His wife becomes the prime suspect. We don't know what happens. Maybe. And then it takes place in a courtroom. French court is weird. Did you rent this? I did rent it. Because I also... I rented it, but I didn't start it. Okay. Uh, I really... I was okay. like... Oh, yeah, I didn't pay for a rental. Mark found it streaming. <laughs> no, no, I, I rented this. I, I was kind of like, I was going through. I was like, what? what okay, what's some top movies I'm missing here? And uh, this was on a lot of lists. And I read those synopsis. Like, this sounds good. And it was. I really was really drawn into. I, I love a. I love lawyers going back and forth. I love cross examination. Mm-hmm. And then you had a French twist because their courts are a little different than ours. Um, well, I look forward to you eventually watching. I that. will. Yeah, I just. I think I was. I got sick. I just like. I yeah. can't handle this long. Nah, movie. it's not a good. I don't know how you are with reading and being sick, but you know because it is. Fr- I don't know who. Well, French shoot. Either. Actually, now think about it. When I was sick, I watched a Korean movie. Oh. And read it. Yeah. I watched The Wailing. Oh well, that may you might have been perfect for you. To which is absolute cash, by the way. Like maybe the best movie I watched in the last three weeks. The Wailing. The Wailing. Wailing like the mammal or wailing like, like a cry? Like a cry. Okay. Is it scary? No, but it is like a... It is a horror thriller. Okay. It's not scary. I like this. It's, it's cool. Streaming? Yeah. Uh, I believe it's on pretty much all the... all the Okay, the wailing. I'm going to check wailing. it out. Yeah. Uh, some asshole's going to pull that out on uh, Sin 2. <laughs> Sin 2 Nurdle. Sin 2 Nurdle. <laughs> this is an off... Conference about before I forget. 
me and Mike were complaining about movie trivia, and some guy took me down a Bung Joon Ho rabbit hole. <laughs> and after the host, I was done. <laughs> I kept trying to bring it back to Okja. I was like, give me my Jake Gyllenhaal Give it back to out. Gyllenhaal. Bring it back to Gyllenhaal. Uh, but as soon as he grabbed an actor into another Korean film, I was like, I tip my hat. <laughs> uh, okay, so Anatomy of Fall. That was really good. Made my... Top top eight, right there in the eight spot. Number six, this is my year in review, The Holdovers. What a delight. That movie is great. So fun. I kept, I was watching it, I started on TV, and then I watched it on my like laptop with like headphones, and I just kept like nudging my wife. I was like, all right, so Paul Giovanni, he says this, and then this guy. <laughs> hormonal vulgarian. Yeah. The one-liners are amazing. Great writing in this. I mean, to me, like... All in all, the movie is kind of formulaic and nothing special, but right. it's the performances and the yes. dialogue that are just next level. Yeah, it's really, I mean, the based on the premise, like, I, I kind of understand what this movie's going to be. Yeah, and it you, is. You know it's what exactly it is. What it is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, these two people that are, and they come together and they become better people because of it, but it's just great. So good. Great Paul Giamatti, great whoever that kid is. Uh, i I think I read that was like his first acting role. Impressive. And then wow. uh, the woman plays Mary, also great. Yeah, uh, yeah, great, great movie. And and then I went to theaters. My bias might be shown, but I think this was a fantastic movie. Number five for the year for me, The Iron Claw. Okay, you got well, you got out to see it. All right, it was. Yeah, I I don't know what I really was expecting, but they I think they nailed the wrestling. They nailed this like really. I don't want to say complicated story, but the, the story about this family. And then Zach Efron is so good in this. I was like, I I didn't know he added him. I don't know a lot about Zach Efron other than just him being Zach Efron, but I was like, he's he is great in this. Nice. I'm glad you got out to that one. Yep. I was, I was there opening day. I was ready to put the iron claw on anybody, you know, if they sat in front of me, if they talked during it, but it was a, it was a pretty empty theater. I had my dad had a my dad had a friend. He was obsessed with these guys. He did the yeah. Iron Claw to the, all the kids all the time. Like, it was, so I was move. I knew about uh, the Von Erich family. Well, one of them made it to the W. So maybe it was like a WWF fan in like the early nineties. One of you know the Texas Tornado. Kerry Von Erich was in the WWF, but my dad was from Texas, and that's how I knew about him. Was him just talking about like oh, the NWA and the WCCW and the Von Erich and the and the Iron Claw, which is a great move to put put on a kid because yeah. it's kind of ticklish, <laughs> but you can also crank that up. A yeah, you bit. can. You yeah. know, and, and, uh, yeah, so that was you know, do the Iron Claw. It's, it's, I do it to my my kid now. It's just Iron Claw, just grab his head. Uh, he grabs my hand and just puts it on his head. Now he, he doesn't he doesn't get defense. Um, yeah, so Iron Claw greatly enjoyed it overall. I'm looking at this list. Good year of movies. Uh, I forgot I had written down, and now I, I lost my notes, but it's the start of the year, and, uh, oh, did I put it in my notes? So I saw 50 new movies this year, and I didn't write it down, but I want to say there was like 15 of them were sequels or remakes, and a lot of them were pretty good. We got a new Spider-Man movie, uh, the animated one, great, a new Mission Impossible, great, a new John Wick. Great. Creed 3. That was a great movie. Um, yeah. It was a good year for sequels. And you can put out... You can make a good sequel. Yeah. Uh, I don't... 
And I'm looking... I mean, I guess if you want to consider <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a remake, a rebooting, we got that this year. I, I believe it's a... I'd say a... I'd say a a reboot? It's a reboot. I think anytime you get something within a franchise or an IP, yeah. it, it qualifies. You're redoing something to it. Yeah. So Super Mario, same thing. We got a new version of it. <laughs> yeah. Good, yeah. Like, um, Although I think Nintendo would, would probably like to wipe the original Super Mario Brothers movie like for a memory. They, yeah. <laughs> this is the first time we're doing this. Yes. Never it's, been done before. Never been done. It's Chris Pratt. He's the original Mario. Uh... On the bad side of the list, now I'm looking at it. I mean, Meg 2. Alright. N- not great. Murder Mystery 2. Shazam. But outside of that, yeah. Good year for sequels. So, uh, yeah. 2024. I think I think we got a bunch on the slate. Yeah. I think I probably. saw on YouTube, uh, just, you know, something. I was like, oh, here are the movies we're looking forward to. I was like, these are all sequels. Um, we watched... Oh, wait, I got one more. I just oh, remembered. Yeah. I watched a documentary called Hell Camp, which is on Netflix. Okay. It is about those wildlife, kids, troubled youth camp things. Great documentary. It's about the guy who, like, started the whole thing. Oh, like, uh... Like, you got your troubled... Like, punk-ass kids. You yeah, send, like, send them to this, like, wilderness camp. They go on, like, a 50-mile hike or whatever. Crazy. That'll show. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Good documentary. I like to mention that one. Okay, I'm done remembering. All right. I'm and done I'm... remembering. All right. I watched a lot of 80s movies that I were like middle of the road. I wish I had my list. Yeah. Well, you know what? Next <laughs> next episode, catch up. Yeah. when you get it back, if there's any worth mentioning. Yeah, I'm just glad I remember The Wailing. Yeah. Which was probably my favorite thing I watched. Now I want to see The Wailing. Um, of the last few weeks. Because yeah. it was so awesome. Uh, I remember the other Christmas movie I saw, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's cash. That's not one I watch every year, and my kid got really into it. I thought it might have been too scary, but he liked it. He likes uh, Santa Claus Skeleton. I've still never seen that movie. It's it's really good. I've like I I put it on for him. I kind of watched the beginning just to make sure it wasn't too scary. I kept asking, I was like, hey, "Is this too much?" No, he was into it, and then I got into it. I was like. This is a good movie. Nice. Yeah, I like I still it. Animation is great. That stop motion. It's stop motion clay. Yeah. So it's, not, it's stop motion claymation-y kind of look, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So, all right. Well, People love that movie. I just have never... Next Christmas, watched. if you need a new one. Yeah, I should check it out. Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, I recognize like that main character. Like He's everywhere. Jack Skeleton, yeah. Yeah, Jack Skeleton. Or, is it his name? Skeleton, yeah. Jack- I'm like, Skellington, I think. Maybe. Like, you see it, like, oh, that's from Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas, but I've never seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, we watched, uh, we watched two other spooky Christmas movies. We watched the 2006 remake to the 1974 horror film, Black Christmas. Uh, Black Christmas, thank we've done for a previous episode already. We did the 2019 remake. If you want to hear our thoughts, you can go back in time. And I believe that. we both gave it a, a yes. Oh, I thought we both gave it a we get it now? thumbs down. I can't remember. We both love the original. We both love okay. the original. And I gotta tell you, I watched the original again. Cash. Still holds up. <laughs> Still holds up. Uh, the original, and I'll pull up the notes from the last one, but uh, 1974, written or directed by Bob Clark, uh, stars Olivia Hussey, uh, Kier Dulia, Margot Kidder, Marianne Waldman, Adrian Martin, or Andrea Martin. Um, 
A sorority house is terrorized by a stranger who makes frightening phone calls and then murders the sorority sisters during Christmas break. Black Christmas, if this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. <laughs> did you go back and watch uh, a, a Black Christmas? I did not. I, I did not go back. Um, do, um, just, do you remember your thoughts? We both enjoyed it. Anything stand out with uh, Black Christmas? Um, I... I just remember thinking that it was a actually like a really good movie, kind of a culty. Um, seem if I recall, I remember being like really surprised on how good they made a kind of psychological horror at what seemed like a pretty low budget. Yeah, um, and I think we both kind of mentioned you know this is pre Halloween, and it, it, yeah, you kind of see. You know, Halloween gets a lot of credit for, like, the slasher and, like, that POV killer stuff. But right. We, you see a lot of it. Yeah, um, the whole intro starts with that POV through yep, the window. Through yeah. the window. And, uh, upon rewatching it, the <coughs> cast, the uh, sorority girls are just great. Margot Kidder, especially. Um, she's Lois Lane, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's great. And the, the main character, Olivia Hussey, are, they're great. Like, you get so much personality from these, these characters. And then I like the... Um, it's left, uh, ambiguous. You know, you don't know what ha- You don't know who the killer is, what he was doing there. You don't even know the end. It's left very, like, um, you know, what, what happens. You know, it kind of just ends, mm-hmm. uh, which I like. Uh, and then, so I just quickly check our notes. Both of us said we did not think a remake we did not need Black Christmas 2019. Okay. Now, does that mean we didn't like it? I don't know. If I want, if I recall, I think for the third act where it gets kind of supernatural, I think lost both of us. Okay. If I remember, don't forget about to the episode, but I think it, the 2019 definitely takes Black Christmas in a different direction. Um, as does the 2006. We actually, so we did 2019, but we got a 2006 remake. Um, uh, before that, uh, the 2006 remake was written and directed by Glenn Morgan. It stars, uh, Katie Cassidy, Michelle Trachenberg, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Lacey Chabert, Kristen Cloak, and Andrea Martin, who was in the original, uh, return, or is in this, playing the house mother. An escaped maniac returns to his childhood home on Christmas Eve, which is now a sorority house, and begins to murder the sorority sisters one by one. Black Christmas, this holiday season, the sleigh ride begins. But get this, Mike. They spell sleigh, S-L-A-Y. Oh! So, um, <laughs> was nice. this your first time watching this Black Christmas? It was, yeah. What What is your relationship to this Black Christmas? Um, I had no... I knew it existed. Yeah. And I... I really, I had no idea who was in it. Um, I mean, we chatted about pro- yeah. we chatted about it a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, big fan of hers. Mm-hmm. And then a, a couple of the other names, like in the faces I know, yeah, from Mean Girls and and things like that. But I was, I, I went in pretty blind. Yeah, I so we did the 2019. I want to say just last last Christmas we did it, and uh, we did Black Christmas and. I kind of knew there was a black, uh, another Black Christmas that was made in that era of what you know I call like the MTVization of remakes. Yes, 
But I also kind of got it confused with another movie, another remake called Sorority Row. I think they kind of came out around the same time. Okay. And so I was like, wait, was there another? I don't know why in my head it was confusing that there were two remakes of this one movie, but lo and behold, there were. That's really all I knew. I knew that Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in it. And then when you watch the trailer, you're like, that person was famous at the time. That person was a well-known person at the time. That person, you know, you kind of see the faces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, $9 million budget, $21 million off the box office. 14% on Rotten Tomato based on 65 reviews. A gratuitous remake of the 1974 slasher, Black Christmas, pumps up the gore and blood with zero creativity, humor, or visual flair. Uh, We'll start with the good. What works with Black Christmas 2006? Oh man, is this gonna be a hard one for you? I it is gonna be a hard one to see what works for me on this movie. Oh, okay, um, you know because I'm, for two for two shows in a row, yeah. I'm watching a movie and I'm cursing your name. Are this was a movie? Uh, I'll, I'll okay. Well, I'll start at the kind of the end of our episode and kind of work back. I don't. I didn't like this movie. I, at the end of the movie, I was like, that wasn't great. But I enjoyed a lot of the movie, and I think if this movie wasn't black, if if this was just called, if this was just something else, I think this would have been a really fun like O to nineteen eighties slashers. Okay. I thought there were some creative kills um, in uh, throughout. You know, some of them you know, with the uh, you know in the original we don't get like you know there's some strangling, there's some stabbing, but nothing's really show this. You know, they they use their the more technology in the begin, you know, the technology you have in t- 2006, so you got to get some more creative kills with, um, trying to think now. Uh, we're now a week removed, but I remember in the time writing it down. You get, uh, someone said, ice skate thrown at him. That's fun. Um, what else? What else happens in there? I, I see, that's my thing. Like, I don't feel any of these were super creative. Like, I, I feel like some of them were. The because we're in and I don't know if this was on a 3D screen somewhere, uh-huh. but I felt like some of the things that we're doing were like, oh, this would have been a a jump out 3D kill, you know. Um, and the only kill that really like I remember the ice skate throw, but I'm like, yeah, okay. And then the only other kill that I really remember was when um, Mary Elizabeth Winston's character gets killed in the car, and it's just. An explosion of blood in the inside of the window—you don't really even see. I, I had that as a negative <laughs> in that, it, when we, but in the name. So you have these group of characters. I think one thing that the original du- did so well upon the rewatch was like I really liked the girls in it. Like you get a lot of their personality, and so now these are characters I I'm kind of rooting for. Uh, this one, there's so many characters and. They're just all underdeveloped. But then I was so confused on who was who. Who was who? What was their personality traits? Yeah. Like, he was like, oh, okay, this is the bitchy one. This is the. But then it's like they're all just kind of one note. Like they're all just kind of the same characters. Uh, but you have one who you know, Mary Elizabeth Woods has probably gone on to have the most success. But I, you know, at the time, this is pre Scott Pilgrim. Like she'd been in some things, but she's not. But she at least gets a lot of screen time. I was like, how do you kill off one of your main... There's, what, f- four main girls, I'll say, in this. How do you kill one of them off off screen? 
Right. That's just, yeah. that's, that's, uh, like, big misstep. Is like, you kill her, and, uh, yeah, what was the other, okay, so, you get your final girl, Lacey Chabert dies underneath the house. She gets the, uh, what do you call that, gardening tool with the three hooks. She gets that, yeah. that to the face. That, whatever <laughs> the, three that the, the, the three hook gardening tool. You guys know what I'm talking about. She gets that through the, the face. Crows, the, crows, the crow's armor. The yeah. crow's foot or whatever. Yeah, the, crow's foot. the one who gets really drunk, she gets the unicorn stabbed to death kill, which is in the original. And then you have Mary Elizabeth Winstead who gets blown up. Just explodes in a... In, in a, in a Spray of red. Yeah, like that just seemed like a huge, huge misstep of like. Yeah. And that's kind of the the second half of this movie is where so the beginning of the movie I'm I'm along on the journey. I was like, okay, this is you're going weird, you're going campy, which I was like, okay, I'm into this. I'm into the weird low angles you're shooting everyone with, and I'm weird into like the camp and kind of how silly you're making this. And then by the second half, that's when the movie kind of. I was like, all right, this isn't good. And then you have this unnecessary final act in the hospital. I was like, this, the movie should have, should have ended in the house. Because another positive I have, I like that this is all in one day and in one location. I like that this is a, we're trapped in the house. That's a negative for me. I like the out and about on campus a couple days more, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Rewatching the original, I was like, oh, this. So I watched this one first, and then I went and watched the original again. And I, the original is still awesome for me. But I was like, oh, it does take place. This is like a couple days before Christmas yeah. break. And the phone calls are happening before, like, for a couple days. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you get the phone call day one. It starts with a kill, I'm pretty sure. Like, because we see, or maybe we just see the killer, you know, the climb into the house. But yeah, the, the calls start that day, and then I think, yeah, someone dies. Or no, no one dies in the house. It's, uh, someone's going to leave on Christmas vacation, which is a great, it's a great way to start your killing spree because it's, no one really knows she's dead. It's that she's right. missing. They're, and they're assuming she was leaving, so. In this one, yeah. because it is the one location, at a certain point, it's like, so you just don't know who's in the house. Right. It's like this, yeah, like, be. They should have maybe reworked that. I was like, okay, if you're going to have it just in one location, one one night, you, you kind of got to revamp. Like, you can't have the, oh, no, she left kind of kind of thing. They almost need to add, like, make it more of, like, a big sorority house on a big college campus mm-hmm. where you have, you know, 40 women living in this massive house. Yeah. And they're clicky, right? Right. And they may not know everybody. They may all go to the same, you know, chapter meeting or whatever, but they may not know them. They're and like, oh yeah, I I I know I see her, I know her name, mm-hmm. but you don't realize, you know, you're not close enough to her to know she was leaving at planning on heading out after her final at noon, and you know, they're just like, oh, she must have been gone on vacation. They're just like they have. There's so many jumping around characters in this, but. It just didn't make sense to me that, I don't know, it was weird. There was too many characters, but yet not enough It was for what they were doing. This really suffers from, like, so, uh, something that started as a positive, especially compared to the first one, was I liked how fast-paced this was. I was like, okay, you, you're taking the premise of Black Christmas, but you're, you're 
revamping so it's not just like a shot for shot remake. But because that fast pace, then it kind of got in this weird pacing where you had to slow down. I, I, I mean, how many girls are in that house to start? There's probably like seven characters in this movie, and it was almost too much. Where and they, some of them started to look alike. Where like <laughs> the first girl, sure. Claire, but then the girl who like was sleeping with the main character's boyfriend from the past, which that whole plot line. <laughs> uh, okay, that is more than it. That was one where I was like, I don't see a positive here. <laughs> um, she kind of looked like the first girl who died, so I was like, this is this is getting confusing. It should have just been there where five girls staying over for Christmas, one goes missing, and then from there the four no the four are on to something. It took too long for them to really under like be like something's up. Sure, like we were halfway through the movie, I was like, man. Because they've upped the gore, they've upped the violence. It's like four people have died, and these girls are none the wiser. Um, but we're still in the positives. When the house mother hands Mary Elizabeth Winstead the ice scraper, and she says, "What is this?" I laughed. <laughs> okay, that was funny. Okay, her the, and <laughs> but she's a good actress, and like her face of just like utter confusion of what she's being handed. It made me chuckle. I don't know if it fit her character because throughout the movie she seemed like the reasonable one who was like, we need to go to the police right away. So for her to not know what an ice scraper was, seemed odd, but delivered great. And then, like, they had this, like, weird second... She had this weird back, brief backstory where her dad was a NASCAR driver or something. So she's a rich kid. Oh, but yes, I, I do remember. So it didn't make sense. Yeah. Like, because she did seem like she had her, like, she was the focused one. She was the only one who was nice to the weird. <laughs> yeah. Girl, like, and then, like, oh, race car daddy. Like, <sighs> and then, okay, so she, her dad's a NASCAR driver or F1 or something, and they're rich. Yeah. I don't know. Is, uh, well, you had to say for the credits, but her character name was Mary Elizabeth Winstead Earnhardt. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. If you want to save for the credits, you want to say, "Oh, okay, she's a, she's a legacy kid." Uh, yeah. My next up, my next up popped up right away. I couldn't right, he <laughs> had to go to the next one. Uh, okay, I'm, okay, we're gonna find some more positives before we get. I'm there. trying, man. Uh, I guess I liked. Uh, I like any scene where you got to crawl under a house. That's great. So that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Are breakers underneath houses? No. Yeah. Didn't make any goddamn sense. Why would that be outside? Seems didn't make that any seems sense. like that seems like you're asking for trouble. I have I have lived in and been in like some of the oldest houses in the world, mm-hmm. Mark. And I've never seen a fuse box or a breaker underneath the house. Yeah. Not under the deck. Maybe in a crawl space that you can access through the basement. Through yeah. But, but having to go outside. Yeah. Uh and then she always drop her cigarette butt in there. That's what I'm... That hole that had all those... They had a bunch of cigarette butts. That was her spot. Oh, okay. Which, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm not a smoker, but every time you nail that, good on you. Seems dangerous, man. You can catch a damn house on fire. Smokers. She, that, was part of her, that was part of her backstory. Yeah. She likes to live dangerously. <laughs> she, um, yeah, okay. I like that... So, a positive... Is that you? They didn't just attempt to just try to remake the movie. That they tried to at least take a creative swing and give us the killer. I like in the original Black Christmas, 
you have no idea who that guy is or why he's doing it. And so it's like, okay, you're going to remake it. Let's give the guy a backstory. Did I love the backstory? No. But, you know, did you try doing it? <laughs> Good on you. Oh, okay. In the, like, this is stupid, but I'm having a good time as part of the beginning when I was, like, all about this movie. The Insane Asylum, I liked it. It looked creepy. It The characters were, like, over the top, through the scenery, like, slided doors, just, you know, Merry Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll give the Insane Asylum as a positive. Yeah. Because that is kind of fun, and the Santa Claus, like... Right. Yeah. Yeah, the, who <clears throat> took a misstep. And, and the whole time, they're handing them food, and I'm like, you can't give those guys candy canes. As someone who's personally stabbed himself in the oh. in the mouth of the candy cane, yeah. like you can't give these guys candy canes. That was one of the creative kills. Was uh, him in the beginning, him whittling down the candy cane and then stabbing the guard in the neck. I was like, "All right, yeah, points for that. Like that's that's fun." Yeah, and candy cane kills. Creative. Candy cane cane kills is good. Uh, yeah, I can't remember, but the one of the prison guards when he's kind of giving the backstory, he's just so like it just seemed very. 1970s slasher. I was like, oh, you don't know the story. Of <laughs> Billy, let me tell you. Uh, but that does take me to one of the negatives, which is too many. Uh, any of the flashback. I just, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't like any of it. It was so stupid. Yeah. They were so bad. Maybe yeah. give us one if you absolutely need to give us backstory. You can, two different, three different characters give us the story of Billy. Killing his family. It's the prison guard. It's the house mom, and it's the uh, the voyeur boyfriend. <laughs> All tell us these stories, yeah. and each time I'm like, especially when the boyfriend tells the story, I was like, we are out of the main movie for like six minutes. <laughs> you just yeah. took us back in time. Um, I create. I I've mentioned body horror is not my favorite thing in the world. And, but you know, I'm watching more and more horrors. Like, okay, I can kind of, a squeamish kill. I'm okay with it. There's too much eyeball stuff going on in this movie. The, to me, when I see this stuff in, in this movie, Mark, it's like, okay, we have this movie. Oh. We know it's not particularly good. Uh, we know the story is bad. The plot is stupid. Our, our characters are dumb. Mm -hmm. um, we have nothing to give the audience. So you know what? Let's gross them out. I think that the prop master ordered too many eyeballs. <laughs> and he's like, we have a surplus of eyeballs. I was like, you know what? We're going to throw them into every scene, and we're going to give our, our killer, he's going to have a weird eyeball thing, which <laughs> does not exist in the first movie. There is nothing about eyeballs no. in the first movie. And when it appears in this movie, it's just like, wait, what? When that first eyeball <laughs> gets eaten, I'm like, okay, I, uh, all right, that was gross. I'm not here. Uh, I don't like that. And then there was way too many eyeball eating in this movie. Yeah. Too much eyeball poking and uh, started to lose me a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The first kill, the girl, uh, Claire, who, who dies in her room, he gouges out her eyeball. And that was the first, like, ooh, squeam, squeamish moment. And then they were like, oh, but that's part of his character. The eyes. The eyes. Um, we've mentioned the, the completely uh, underdeveloped characters. Uh there's way too many of them. No red herring in this movie works. No. The creepy sorority sister doesn't work. Not even close. Not even close. Um, the boyfriend didn't think it was him at all. No. No. Introducing the older sister 
halfway through the movie and then making her a final character <laughs> is, is that is an incredible like I don't understand that move. You have a house full of characters that we have met in Act One in in the first scene. We meet these characters. You want two girls to live at the end. All right. Why it's not two of them and you just introduce a brand new character that I'm somehow supposed to connect with because her sister died. Somehow, yet somehow, she ends up being one of the most developed characters because she actually has some sort of a backstory yeah. that we learned from her dead sister. Yeah, it's true. We, at least, yeah. We do at least get that way. And then, okay, fine. She's, a final, she's one of the final girls. But then we get this unnecessary hospital scene. She gets killed off to the most, uh, you know. I could okay. not believe what I would... The hospital scene, I could not believe what I was watching. I was like, yeah. this movie is still going. Yeah. Wow. Uh, all right. So here's a little piece of trivia for you. Uh, according to Morgan, the director, he and James Wong, the writer, had various disputes with Dimension Film executive Bob and Harvey Weinstein. So you know if there's a bad decision, it was probably those guys. Um, specifically about the film's tone and the way it should end. Morgan's original script ended with Kelly and Lee in the hospital receiving a phone call from Billy, whom they believe to be dead. All right. Kind of like how the original ends, the phone call at the end. Um, that scene, which Morgan filmed, was intended to pay homage to the conclusion of the original film. This ending, however, was scrapped by Bob Weinstein, who requested Morgan write and shoot a different ending. This only resulted in the more violent conclusion that appears in the theatrical cut. And it's it's just unnecessary. And I think he kind of is like, all right, well, I guess we're just killing this lady with like a <laughs> weird choke out neck snap yeah. thing. Um, let's see. And then that kind of leads to what I... I, I Sometimes I just like that they try something. Like, you're watching a movie, maybe you're not enjoying it, but sometimes things happen, I go, hey, they're trying, they are at least trying something. They're not executing. What did you think of the second killer? Oh, I hated it. I hated how, at first I thought it was just bad writing, because I was like, this timeline doesn't make sense. Like, the the events that are happening, I like, this doesn't match up. Okay, it's probably just bad writing. And then it turns out that there's a second killer. I was like, that doesn't make it better. <laughs> it doesn't make it better at all. And and still the timing doesn't make sense. Yeah. The, her age doesn't make sense. Well, so, okay, it was, they said it was 15, 15 years ago he killed his family. Right? I think they say that. Which I, when that happened and then he goes to an insane asylum, I was like, that's not enough time for you guys to have this weird tradition where you get a gift for the right, family. That's, right. that's weird. This man murdered people not that long ago. These girls are all somewhere between 18 and 22 based on you know being in college. So they were alive when this guy killed. I guess he only killed... So his murder spree, I guess it's just two people. That's not, that's not, that's not the worst murder spree. But... Nonetheless, yeah. you should. That's a weird tradition to have that you give this murderer a, a gift to ward him off. Yeah, almost as weird as that. Your sorority house is in that house. Yeah. Um. So, the Esther, right? Was that 
That sounds right. Was that her name? Um, <coughs> she would have been... So, okay. Like, 21? Yeah, but she looks 50. Is that... Okay. Well, she had her eye missing. That'll okay. age That'll age you. That'll age you, that'll yeah. Age you. That'll age you. Um, <laughs> all right, so again, I, I like... I like that if you're going to Black Christmas, which was a, you have, the whole, the thing with Black Christmas is we don't, it was just some guy who murdered these people and it turned out he was in the house, right? Like, and, and then it, I don't know what spot, if that spawned the urban legend or if it was inspired by the urban legend of like, oh, the phone call's coming from inside the house, right? So it's like, okay, well, we're going to give a backstory to this guy. Every step of the backstory I hated and him and having this girl missing an eyeball who is the product of um, incest with her brother, dad, and I didn't, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like any of it. I, I, I don't know if I was led to, so she's just been living in the house for, has she been there forever? And Billy was coming back it, that night? <laughs> it was so stupid. That's why they had the hospital scene, Mark. Because... The Weinsteins read the script and were like, this is stupid, uh, so we have to just do more killing. Well, this leads into <laughs> this next piece of trivia. In 2014, interview with Morgan, the director, he claims that the, the inclusion of a second killer was under the urging of Dimension Film Executives. He states, I felt a $10 million movie of Black Christmas didn't need anyone's help. And they should have left us alone. But they had to have two killers. And then they were after the kids from the OC. We compromised a lot. <laughs> you know, it was that MTV era yeah. post-Scream. You know, a two-killer. Very two-killer, right? Or very Scream. Is yeah. Mean. Very yeah, Scream. It's a, it's a, so I understand the... The, yeah, the, the executives, like, trying to, you know, squeeze, you know, wring this r wet rag out of as much money as they can. Yeah. I, yeah, but the execute, I, I just don't think you need a second killer. No, it was, and, and if you do, why, we do not need an ancestral daughter of, yeah, of the boy. I agree, you're right. You, underdeveloped. yellow, of the yellow boy from that fucking. Cincy? <laughs> yellow <laughs> like the rest of the time i'm like he don't look that yellow uh yeah yeah you know you're right underdeveloped characters and so they just up the gore and so i think they also up the gross out of just like oh look at the eyeballs and there's incest and like it's just yeah um d d yeah their attempt at giving the killer a backstory um not great. Um, flashbacks. Anything else not work for you? I really... And, and I know, like, it's traditional. The killer comes back is traditional. Yeah. But, man, I hate it when it is so far out where... You got two people. We got police. We got medical experts on scene. We got fire department. We got them in body bags transported to the, mm -hmm. the morgue, but alive. Fuck that. Yeah. That. Come on. Like, there's nothing supernatural about them. No. And if there was, I can buy it a little more. But, come on. Yeah. We can do better than this. But if if that hospital scene was indeed tacked on. Yeah. 
then. Because the ending has, the, the original has such a great ending of just like, you think the guy's dead and you get a phone call. Yeah. They're, they kill, they kill Billy and his, his daughter, sister. They're at the hospital. His daughter, sister. They get a phone call and movie. That's a great ending. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it just doesn't, uh, it's not great there. Yeah. I, anytime, yeah, you have a police presence, you have a body bag, he goes to, you know, the, the corridor, like, he's still, they're both still alive. Right. How the hell? Have you heard this, uh, unrelated, kind of related, but, uh, you know, so they're making another Scream movie. You know, we're going to get Scream 8 or wherever right now. And a big online thing on YouTube, Reddit, everything is like, oh, bring back Matthew Lillard. Bring back Stu. We never saw him die. And the rules say that if you don't see a guy die on screen, did he really die? In my mind, that would make every previous Scream, every cop, every survivor, every Sydney. Gail, uh, David Arquette, the biggest dummies in the entire world. <laughs> if two guys killed all their friends way back in the day, and then a killer kept coming back, and none of them ever thought, I was like, you know, we never actually saw that Stu get buried. I saw Stu down at the grocery store. I saw a guy look like Stu at the grocery store. Did anyone check his pulse? Yeah. Uh, but, you know. Fans are gonna want fans. That's are true. Want to say, oh no, bring them back! We gotta bring them back. It would be so cool if they brought them back. It's like then every every time they go to the police, the police are fucking stupid. When they go back to the, the murder case and go, there were two killers, but you know technically we never caught the second one. <laughs> oh no, it was these other kids. They were the killers. <laughs> um, it was his incestuous daughter sister. <laughs> They did that for Scream 5. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Okay. Um, would you like to see a sequel to This Black Christmas? Absolutely not. Billy's not dead. He survived the impaling. And, and then the impaling, like, they should, they have that little extra where the intestines kind of, like, contract on the spear. Yeah. That's what made me think was, like, this some in some 3D theaters, and they need a little extra... Uh, oh, man. Did we see Esther die? <laughs> she got she got her head hit with the paddle. That's always fun, right? <laughs> yeah, in a hospital, yeah, you the use that clear, clear thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, Funny enough, the original Black Christmas does set itself up for like multiple sequels, yes. like the same way they did with Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth and everything, because the killer <laughs> like you don't actually see the killer die. Yeah. Um, this one, pretty definitive. <laughs> Looks pretty dead. Oh. What about a remake to Black Christmas? Do we need another one? We've had two of these now. One pretty recent. One pretty recent. <sighs> Mixed reviews. I think there's a lot of good, but ultimately it kind of felt doesn't work. Ah, man. You, you put this in the hands of Danny McBride, maybe? You put the original concept in the hands of Danny McBride? Yeah. I mean, that, the original was awesome. Yeah. I think, I think someone could do it justice. So I'm saying, I'm going to say, yeah. I, I think we do need a remake. I like the first one. I'm into the beginning of this one because I think what I really enjoy is just the premise. It's Christmas break. There are a group of people stuck on campus. There's a killer in the house. And it's Christmas themed. So you get 
lights and a tree and presents, and you can have a lot of fun with that. We got a candy cane kill. Like, that's great. That one girl got an ice skate thrown at her. Like, you can do fun horror movie stuff with the premise of, like, being on Christmas. Then I'm into this thought of me enjoying this movie sort of, but then ultimately not liking it, and then thinking it's not a really a great <coughs> remake of Black Christmas. If this was just called something else, if this was called, like, All Through the House or Silent, you know, whatever Christmas part, would you watch this movie and be like, this is kind of a Black Christmas ripoff? If you got rid of, like, the Billy stuff. If this was just... Uh... I think any any horror Christmas movie that would take place in a sorority setting, I probably would immediately yeah. be like, this is a ripoff. That's why I kind of think you need to do a remake. Yeah. You, anything that was slightly similar to the plot, you would just go, ah, it's a Black Christmas ripoff. So might as well just do a Black Christmas ripoff and like do it. But the first one's so like ambiguous, we've now got two remakes that are completely different. So you can take the original and just like, you can, you can give a killer a different backstory. You can have three killers if you want. Yeah. You can make the killer one of the sisters. You can make it the house mother. You can make it uh, You can make it the boyfriend who's trying to cover up uh, an abortion plot or the fact that he was videotaping girls because he was an angry townie. <laughs> angry townie is always a great character in college movies. Yeah. The no. guy is just like, this is my town. My town. Bitch. <laughs> you, you bitches. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's like... Yeah, if you had a remake and you just made somebody else the killer, I'd be like, that's a great twist. That's, that's a nice twist. Uh, just don't make it, um, you know, an incestuous family of freaks that were locked in a basement. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep incest out of it. And, you know what? I know we, we talked about the poor writing of this, but the war hero father who was, like, the only good person to the Billy... I don't think he would have stayed in that marriage for like eight years before being bludgeoned to death by his wife's mister. I I think, you know, he would not have been there long enough to have his death plot. Yeah. You know, plotted. He he, he would have got out of that. I think he would have divorced that lady and taken taken Billy. Billy And and they would have had a great life. Yeah. on On the coast of California. Yeah. Got him some sign that helps jaundice. Yeah, whatever is going on with Yellow Boy. Yeah. Yeah, we got that fixed up. Yeah, I don't buy that one bit. <laughs> no. Um, all right, which character from this version would you like most to see a spinoff of? Gosh. You have about 14. Maybe, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking, um. The guy playing Santa Claus in the asylum. Oh yeah, just him. Because <laughs> he's what? What? Why did he become a Santa Claus? And then who hired him to play Santa Claus in an asylum? Because what a weird place to play Santa Claus. Right. Because if you're actually in an asylum, there's two ways you go about this, right? You just get somebody on staff to put on the suit. Yeah. Or you call an agency, and they send a the guy. So. This guy is a professional Santa, but he's not good enough to be a mall Santa. He's like low man on a totem pole. Like your first few gigs are like, are yeah, insane asylums. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, nowhere where you would want a Santa. Like, right, not exactly. Not like a children's hospital. No, not even, yeah, he's not even on, yeah, like there. You're at an insane, insane asylum or like 
Yeah. A place that doesn't even celebrate Christmas. He does he does um he does insane asylums, prisons, and moss. <laughs> yeah. That's where he goes. Yeah. Um I had originally I, I did like this character it was uh Miss Mount uh Miss Mac, the house mom as a character. I was like, probably Miss Mac. Uh but now that you mentioned it, okay, the movie I actually do want to see, I want to see Mary Elizabeth Winsett with the best actress in the bunch. It's um a prequel and it's her being raised by her famous NASCAR dad who wants her to follow. He, he doesn't want her to go to school. She He wants her to join the racing business. And, you know, it's kind of it's have a family drama about, you know, her rejecting NASCAR to be her own woman going off to college. Which ultimately, huge mistake. Big mistake. Big mistake. Got her head exploded in a car. Should have just gone <laughs> and become a race car driver. Yep. What do you think he did to her in the car? I, you think he exploded the head? The, it was like a, such an explosion of blood. I, I don't... It made no sense for any kind of kill. Iron Claw. Iron... <laughs> he gave her the Iron Claw and just squeezed her head. He like popped like a balloon. <laughs> he was just going to play Tickler, but he, he, his his yellow skin, <laughs> like, he just kind of like seized up. Uh... Okay, I, I revamped this question. So normally I, I ask, when, when it's a sequel, I always say, do you need to see the first to enjoy the second? For a remake, though, does this do enough different from the original that it feels like a different, like, worth watching? Not worth watching, is it good, but worth watching, like, does it do enough different than the original? No, I, I don't think it, it's worth a parallel set of time. The way I'm reading that question is, okay, I watched the original, and then I'm going to watch this one because it's a different two hours. Yeah, it's a different two hours. Yeah, I don't think it does. It It is a different two hours. Right. Okay, so yeah, you're right. It is a different. I will say, yeah, it does do enough different. They. To necessitate uh, different. I think for a lot of reviewing. remakes, especially ones we don't like, we go, man, you, you just watched the first one. Like, they're doing the same stuff. While every choice they made, I don't like, they this one, more than a lot of remakes, says, fuck it, we're just, we're going balls out, and we're we're giving him a backstory, we're making, we're, we're going to add 15 more sorority girls, and there's going to be a whole hospital, so I was like, they're trying. They're yeah, I mean, I guess the really thing, the only thing they kept was the sorority, and the Christmas. And the phone call. Phone call, yeah, right? point, yep. And, uh, yeah. It's, uh, the fact, rewatch, then watching the original, like, there's this, like, whole plot line, which is why you, the police kind of suspect the boyfriend was, like, she wanted to have an abortion, and he didn't want her to have one, and so there's, like, this, like, unborn baby plot that causes tension between the lead character and her boyfriend. This one to have, like, oh, he videotaped sex with curls, like, (laughs) This is a bad guy. You should date. You should date this guy. Right. You know the, the other one's like, oh, he was, yeah, like he has his reasons, you know. Uh, but the police are like, oh, well, he's a jealous boyfriend, you know, or an angry boyfriend. Um, I don't know. Just just to take like the oh yeah, there's this kind of back of the time like this like uh, serious plot about uh, abortion, and this one's like, ah, he he's a he's a Revenge porn maker. <laughs> um, all right, which would you watch first if you had to watch a Black Christmas again? Definitely the original. Yeah, yeah. 
this was probably my second time. Yeah, I think my, just my second time seeing the original. It's great. I think it really needs to make the rotation. Not necessarily for Christmas, but just like when I'm in that mood for like that 70s, 80s horror movie. Yeah. Like, this is why do I why don't I watch this as often as I watch like Halloween or Friday Thirteen? Like it's just as good as those. This one was probably a one and done for me. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. What the next question holds. Did we need it? No. Last Christmas, twenty twenty six. I'm saying no. Hard to no. know. There were elements I liked. Like I said, there, there were parts of this where I was like, this is like a fun horror movie, right? Like We celebrate like Terrifier now, Terrifier 2. But, probably like, it's not a good movie and it doesn't do enough cheesy fun stuff for me to be like, oh, it's a bad, good movie. Wait, no, it's a good, bad movie. By the end, I was like, this is just a bad movie. Would I watch the first 25 minutes? I don't know. Just on cable? Once that 25 is done, you're out? Once? When would I turn it <laughs> off? When the sister, when the older sister shows up, I think that's when I would be like, I, you lost me. Right. No. When, when I, I turn this off after Lacey Chabert dies under the house. Because that's also like the last like kill we get. Because then the next one, Mary Elizabeth says, gets her head exploded. And the house mom, he doesn't even kill her. And high school does. He had nothing to do with that. <laughs> um, all right. Black Christmas. Yeah. We didn't need this one, but we're challenging you, Hollywood. Make a good one. Yeah. What's the ending right after the extra? What's going to happen is gonna make, they're going to make two more of these Exorcist movies, and then it's, then it's going to be like, oh, they're making a Black Christmas remake, but they've already signed on for the trilogy. That's what's happening these days. You know? It it's is. Like, yeah. Yeah, three three pictures. Oh, they're already signed on for yeah. We're gonna get three Black Christmases. Uh, what do we do next? Okay, Mark. Uh, the theme was holiday. Oh uh, yeah, I opened <laughs> it up because I knew we were gonna record this so into the new year. We are gonna we're squeezing one more one more Christmas movie in. You didn't want to go Arbor Day, huh? Nope, nope. No I, Flag Day movies. I looked. I looked for a a, a nice um, Earth Day movie. Couldn't yeah. find one. Nope. Squeezing one more Christmas one in. And um, I am not sure I've seen this one or not. Okay. I don't know if you have either. We are going to do a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. I've never I've never seen this either. I believe this is either the third or fourth iteration of the Harold and Kumar series. Okay. I've never seen past the first one. Alright. So, so you can you can pick what you want to watch. You wanna watch one, you want I'm not sure we you need to Watch both of them. I'll be the judge. You told me I didn't need to see bank, bank one to see bank two. I was a little lost. So, um, Letterbox is back. Oh, okay. But I think I'll just save the ones I missed for next week because I the I got a few more words on them. Um, yeah, there it is. Because I did watch a, a couple other. Let me just hit them real quick. Yeah. I actually am pretty surprised that I remembered most of my movies. Um, I watched a movie called Vesper, a 2022 sci-fi movie. Uh-huh. It's cash. It's super awesome. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Really cool sci-fi concept. Um, and then I also watched 2023 Asteroid City. Trash. Okay. Absolutely horrible. Man, okay. I'm curious. Good. good I also had this as... Trash. 
I had this as not one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies, and it was like mid thirties on my list of fifty. I was seeing this on a lot of like top of the year. I was like, man, <laughs> did I did I miss the boat on this? But I'm good. I thought, it was, I thought it was a terrible movie. I thought it was a terrible right? movie. It's like it's like Wes Anderson made a Wes Anderson like. It's like he made a bad Wes Anderson movie. Like it just took all the tropes of like Wes Anderson. It's like, ooh, look at look at how I've centered everything. And, and I kind of feel like it it suffered from the supercast thing. Yeah, because it is a supercast, and no one in particular is putting up an extraordinary performance. Like Schwartzman, who gets the most screen time, yeah. is just playing a Schwartzman Wes Anderson character. He's not doing anything revolutionary. I think also we don't want to listen to the Wes Anderson part, but because all his movies are super cast, like his, all of like the French Dispatch, which I actually like the French Dispatch, but this movie just felt like every new character or every new actor who's now working on these movies, it's like they saw a Wes Anderson film and goes, "I know how to play this character. Yeah. I'm going to take any human emotion out of this character because we're going to." Unless that was the directive, was like every character just needs to read the line very stiff and like. Yeah, French Dispatch. You get a little, you know. Some of the characters were like had some depth, or at least some something that differentiates them from every other character. This was just very like everyone just seemed to be playing the same character, yeah, delivering lines the same way. Yeah, Um, very super casty. Tom Hanks was in it. Yeah, Yeah. I remember seeing Tom Hanks in the preview and be like, "Oh, Hanks is doing Wes Anderson." Yeah, Hanks Hanks and Wes Anderson. He gets like six minutes of screen time. Yeah, and he's just, I mean. He's he sounds like Jason Schwartzman. He's just <laughs> reading his lines. Like, yeah, just like Jason Schwartzman reading his lines. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, Astro City, not very good. No, that was not a great sick lineup for you. Oh, you were sick, and then you decided to watch a miserable I was, movie. I, I miserable. saw some miserable movies. I saw some, you know, and then the other one I, I I missed is called The Falcon and the Snowman, a 1985 Sean Penn movie. Yeah, it's awesome. It's yeah. so cool. Timothy Hutton, Sean Penn. It's like a spy thriller. I'm a spy thriller, but that was a cool movie. All right. Yeah, Falcon and the Snowman. But yeah, that's it. I pretty good list, but a lot. I mean, I I lo- I watched some good ones. Yeah. And then some like I just yeah some are just not not good movies. Yeah, I almost threw on the creator, but I, um, I don't know. I was like I I've, I've heard enough mixed reviews on this, and it just seems super boring. It seems like boring sci-fi. It's not good. Yeah. Um, David Michael Washington, or is that the John David? John David Washington. Felt like he was just like, I don't know what he was doing as a character. I don't think his choice was right. It's just not a good movie. Should he have been in a Wes Anderson movie? Is that how he is? No. Yeah. (laughs) And then, yeah, you know, of the newest stuff, like Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Like, will I watch the next one? uh, Yeah, I will. Because I'm, I'm hoping, like, the next one, like, makes this one work. But it was trash. Yeah. It was trash. I don't know. This might be, this might be a hot take. Zack Snyder? I don't know if he makes good movies. I don't know if he makes good movies. <laughs> uh, they've been, you know, I've been hearing that advertised to me as Star Wars meets Seven Samurai. And then it's followed up with, but it's not very good. But it's not good. So. And then I, I was so disappointed with Barbie. I, um... Absolutely, just thought it was. I just was like, that I, I just didn't like it. Yeah. Didn't like Barbie at all. I mean, I got some chuckles from Ryan Gosling, but I was like, I didn't. I guess I don't understand the hype 
That one, that one, I don't understand the hype on that one. Oh, it's other people liked it. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just you know I, I was expecting a lot, yeah. and maybe it got overhyped to me because yeah. oh yeah, people love Barbie. It's like it was a hot movie, yeah. and then we watched it. I was like, I don't. It was just kind of a nothing movie to me. Yeah, has, um, yeah people. Yeah. But that's movies. It's not for everybody. Movies, and I, mu- movies, music books. That was just like, like I, I read, don't. What was I? What was I reading a review of? It was oh, it was the holdovers. I read a review of the holdovers that started off with. It was overhyped, and then I read more. I was like, no, nah, man, you're just being a pretentious douchebag. Not that you were. Uh, this guy. I was like, any review that starts with, I don't get why other people like it, I was like, that's a bad review. You can tell me why you don't like something, but you can't be like, other people like this, therefore it's bad. Like, uh, Holdovers was great. And if someone doesn't like it, that's fine. But yeah, this particular review, just like, you read something, I was like, you're just being, you're just being contrarian for the sake of being contrarian. Yeah, I mean, you can you can sense that from some reviews. Yes, and this uh, one was very... Because yeah. all his negative <laughs> points were just of, like, things that people liked. I was like, don't point out things that people... I'm not doing it justice of, like, why it was a bad review, but, like, yeah, if you don't like something, you can point out the negatives or something, but pointing out things people like and using that as the reason you didn't like it, I was like, that's not... You're giving me a review. You can't use other people's reviews to, like, sway your review. Right. You're a professional Your reviewer. Your job isn't to yeah. say other people's right. reviews. Right. Your job is yeah. to see a movie. Is it good or bad? Give your opinion. Yeah. Um, Holdovers is great, though. Yeah. Holdovers is... I really enjoyed Holdovers. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And that's one... Uh, Alexander Payne does it for me. Like, I've watched I've watched Sideways. I mean, that's the only other Alexander Payne movie I can, t- I can come off the top of my head right yeah. now. Uh, the Descendants. I like that one. <clears throat> that's the George Clooney oh, his I, wife dies. Yeah, I didn't really like The Descendants, actually. But um, Sideways, mm. I've watched... That movie I can rewatch anytime. Anyone's like, hey, let's throw on Sideways. I'm like, that's just a good throw-it-on movie. I love that movie. And Holdovers is going to be in that category. I will drop that in. You know, I mean, I could just hear... Paul Giamatti plays such a great sophisticate. And, and just... Oh, man. Yeah. It was next level good. Uh, all right, yeah, so that's been our review of the that's holdovers. That's it. That's the hor- movie. <laughs> holdovers. Holdovers two. We'll do sh- uh, we'll, we'll pod. Do, we'll do a show. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, what, what was it? Harold and Kumar. Harold and Kumar. Very, a very Harold, Harold and Kumar Christmas. All right, it's which is a short movie. I think it's like an hour twenty, hour thirty. Okay. So, and hopefully the last Christmas movie I watch of the year. Yeah. And um, yeah. Uh, okay. So cook catch up a new theme. Catch up on that. Until then, it's been a uh, guide sequel remix. My throat is scratchy. I can't talk anymore. You really shouldn't provoke somebody like that.